You're listening to Behind the Impact, the podcast that looks at how the most philanthropic companies on the planet are making impact as told by the very changemakers that make it happen. Hello and welcome to episode number nine of Behind the Impact. I'm your host, Jeremy Brown. In this episode, Nina Rao, the social impact lead at Lemonade, joins me to talk about her career in social impact and how Lemonade is making a difference in the community. Their business model is very interesting. You don't want to miss this episode. Let's get into it. Nina, welcome to Behind the Impact. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Very excited to talk to you and learn more about your background in social impact, as well as learn more about Lemonade and the company's social impact efforts. But before we get into Lemonade, where I would like to start first is just to go back in time and learn more about your career in social impact. So how did you get into the profession? Definitely. So I was always drawn to the idea of incorporating charity with for-profit work, but I didn't really see a path that um, suited me. When I was 16, um, I started a breast cancer charity called Pink Week in memory of my late mother. And I really realized how much support could be created from micro donations and Gen Z donors. And so that kind of sparked my initial interest in charitable giving. I then worked for a nonprofit called WaterAid straight out of university. Um, and when I was looking to kind of pivot my career in a different direction, I came across Lemonade that seemed able to kind of perfectly and seamlessly fuse the idea of social impact um, and for-profit work. And I just love the way that they were engaging with millennials, but still focusing on charitable giving. And that's exactly how I wanted to kind of approach this topic. So one of the things, so you mentioned going from nonprofit to for-profit, and that's a leap that many people in the nonprofit space want to make, especially as companies start building social impact programs and initiatives. For you, what was your experience like going from the nonprofit world to the for-profit world? Definitely, it's such a good question because I think a big part of it is also that ego of I'm selling out. <laughs> like, this is exactly not what I wanted my life to look like. I was never, you know, I'm super idealistic. I was never wanted to work for a for-profit organization. Um, but the idea of what Lemonade did and how true it stayed to its core was just too tempting. Um, and I found the transition really easy, but I think that definitely depends on the for-profit company that you find yourself at. I think if you keep social impact true to its core, and that's the main priority of the organization, it's really mission-driven and purpose-focused, then the transition can be seamless. I think if you find yourself in a for-profit organization where to be honest, social impact is a bit of a farce and it's something that's done as like marketing fluff or just to kind of pull in the Gen Z, you know, younger generations, that transparency kind of falls very quickly and you will be disillusioned. So I think it really uh, pays to be selective with the for-profit that you kind of find yourself at. And what was it about Lemonade that really attracted you to A, the company and B, you know, making that transition to the for-profit world? Because you mentioned, you know, you really didn't see yourself at a for-profit company. You know, you really wanted to be in the nonprofit space and around more charitable organizations. What was it about Lemonade that really attracted you to the company? 
Yeah, um, I think to be honest, the fact that even as like, it's written, wherever you read about lemonade and give back, they talk about the alternative business model that's disrupting the insurance industry. So lemonade, for those who don't know, is an insure tech, it's powered by AI and social good. So unlike traditional insurance companies, a profit of the underwriting profits will go to a portion of our underwriting profits will go to nonprofits of the lemonade communities choosing. But I think the language um, alternative business model is what's really interesting because this isn't an additional, you know, it's not an afterthought, it's not a marketing game. Genuinely believe that social impact is part of the business model and that you can benefit by being a socially impactful company. You can um, allow customers to give back seamlessly and that, you know, they chose to become a B Corp as well as a public benefit corporation from the very beginning whilst also being the second public benefit corporation to IPO. So they didn't compromise on their success. And I think that's what really spoke to me was the transparency around the fact that actually doing good is good for business. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that I really love about Lemonade is the give back program. And I feel like the business model that the company has implemented essentially from the very beginning of the company's existence is something that a lot of up and coming companies should model. And so where I want to go next is to learn more about the give back program. You just touched on uh, the, the essential uh, parts of the program, but I was wondering if you give me a little bit more insight into the give back program and how social impact looks at the company, including like in how employees are involved. Yeah, of course. So give back overall is our social impact model. It's kind of the cornerstone of how we do um, social impact at Lemonade. Traditional insurance, like I said, the way that it works is it pulls a small amount of money. Those are your premiums from a large group of people. And that is what pays for those who suffer covered losses or claims. Um, but it's impossible to predict how much money will be needed to cover these losses. And so the amounts people are asked to pay may often be higher than what needed most years which means that there's money left over at the end of the year. Now, most insurance companies, the big scary ones, will keep that money as profit, but Lemonade doesn't. Instead, once a year during the Lemonade gift back, we actually donate that leftover premium dollars to our nonprofit partners. Um, you know, today we have gathered around 100 nonprofit organizations in the US, Germany, the Netherlands, and France. And GiveBack has really created a virtuous cycle, you know, aligned interests, breed honesty. We've built a system where our customers trust us and we've turned this kind of bilateral relationship in a trilateral one. So there's three parties. There's Lemonade, there's the policyholders, and there's the nonprofits, which means that everybody feels like they're part of something bigger. Um, and I think what's really amazing to see, and it's very rare, is that as the company grows, so does our ability to give back. So our first gift back in 2017, I think it was around $53,000 and to 14 different charities. And then in 2021, one that we just handed out about a month ago, um, it was over $2.3 million. So you can see that growth and we're working, you know, we donated to over 65 nonprofit organizations. So really as Lemonade grows, so does our ability to give back. And in terms of employee engagement, we actually work with Deed um, which is kind of an in, internal employee scheme that helps our you know, employees be part of the give back model and what we do in terms of ERGs and fundraising internally. But I think that you know, most employees in general just feel that by working at Lemonade and knowing that their company stands for something good and stands for something bigger, 
they immediately feel part of this social impact model. How does Lemonade choose the nonprofit partners? Good question. So I'm actually in charge of choosing who we partner with. Um, we work with a really wide range of organizations, but the most important thing that I look for is that they align with our mission of transparency and also taking stands. So little known fact about Lemonade, but it's a very cool one. We were the first major US insurer to take an environmental stand and to divest um, and stop investing in fossil fuels. So kind of in alignment that, with that, we donate to a lot of environmental organizations like 350.org, which is the largest grassroots environmental organization. So I listen to a lot of what employees are saying, what I feel the uh, atmosphere is within the company, but we also listen to customer suggestions. Um, we react to current events like COVID-19 or the fight for racial justice. Um, so we're always adding to this list of local, national, global nonprofits. But of course, this is the technical side of it. <laughs> we need to make sure our nonprofits have high ratings from charity navigators, um, and we assess the quality of all our organizations based on their transparency to the public, financial fundraising, you know, fundraising administrative procedures. So I want to make it clear that while we, you know, lean into I wouldn't say you know what's popular, but we listen to what matters to our customers and what matters for our employees. We also need to balance that with making sure that we work with the very best organizations. Because I think there's a tendency, especially in kind of corporate activism, to do just knee-jerk reactions. You know, you see a big charity in the news, you jump on the bandwagon, you donate to it, and maybe you haven't done your research. And you know, you have to take responsibility as a company that if you donate. To this organization your customers are donating with you so we're making a decision with them and i want to make sure that they're giving to the right organization yeah that makes total sense you definitely want to vet the organizations that you're partnering with and on that same wavelength for you who's you know in charge of you know assessing and vetting and, and choosing uh, for you what is the process that you go through to vet the organizations um, and basically to get them into Lemonade's nonprofit partner network. Yeah, so, I mean, for starters, let's say a customer has reached out, they've suggested a nonprofit. The first thing I'll do is just do a little research, Google them, see how they rate. You know, there's quite a few nonprofit rankings out there. Charity Navigator, as I mentioned, is one of them. And I usually look for organizations that have four to five stars. So they're definitely in the top percentile. And then I will just set up a meeting with somebody senior from the team, from the comms or a founder of the organization um, and get a real feel for what they're about and make sure that they align with our values in terms of transparency, that we'll be able to provide a direct line from the nonprofit to our customers. Um, where is the money going? How is it being spent? Can we see project results? How can we follow up with what they're doing? So yeah, I really just try and have that kind of personal connection it's much easier now that Zoom is such a normal thing because <laughs> you can really have a genuine conversation with someone across, you know, miles away. Um, and yeah, and I think that's the best way to get to know these charities. And when it comes to, you know, taking the dollar, leftover dollars and donating them to nonprofit partners, how do you figure out where the dollars go? Is it that the customers are selecting where those dollars are going or is there another uh, like method or criteria in place to say, okay, 
uh, $1,000 is going to go to this organization. $1,000 is going to go to that organization. No, it's really up to our customers. So our customers choose who they want to donate to. You know, when they sign up um, for the give back, the first thing that will happen is they'll actually see a drop down list on the app of a list of nonprofit organizations. They'll select one and they kind of go from there. So it's really just a very easy process. And I think that's super cool because as a millennial, as somebody, you know, Gen Z, when you download your an app or you're getting out your insurance, the last thing you want to hassle with is, you know, when you get to the checkout and someone's like, and do you want an eight, you know, donate $2? And you're like, oh, come on. I just want to get to the end of this. <laughs> so the fact that it's just part of the flow and really easy, I think makes um, social impact much more accessible and it makes it cool, which I think is a rare thing nowadays. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, as a social impact lead at Lemonade, what is your vision for, actually, let's take a step back. How large is the impact team at Lemonade right now? Right now, it's just me. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but we are really growing and we're hoping to continue to grow the impact team. And also when I say it's just me, I think because impact is such a focal point of the Lemonade business model and the structure, you know, we work so closely with the CEO, with the VP of comms, the marketing team, the growth team, you know, every product and everything that we do has give back at its core. So I think it, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, it really is the whole, it's company-wide give back. No, that makes total sense. And the reason I asked that question is because for, for the most part, most social impact leaders I've chatted with, whether it's with, for the podcast or just, you know, outside, uh, just chit-chatting at events and whatnot, they're usually a very small lean team, usually three people or less. And so that doesn't surprise me that you're the only person that's currently managing everything. Um, but the next question I wanted to ask you was as the current lead, what is your vision for the team um, as you know, time goes on? I mean, I would love for firstly, obviously the team to grow just because I think that it's such an important part of Lemonade, but I think that's inevitable. But more importantly, I would love for the business model to be picked up by other organizations. I mean, Gen Z is currently on track to be the largest generations of consumers by 2020. I think they have around 4 billion in spending power by 2021, sorry, in the US alone. So we really need to have a shift between what nonprofit organizations view as their target audience. And I think corporations and businesses have that responsibility. We have a platform for these nonprofit organizations. We can create the connections that need to be built, you know, between the consumer and the nonprofit directly. Um, and I think the way Lemonade does it is really amazing because it has that direct connection. And I would love to see other companies emulate that. Absolutely. I would love to see that as well. Now, when you think back on your career um, in total, as well as your current position at Lemonade, what are some of the lessons you've learned about social impact and building a program and, and just really running a program and, and developing it over time? I would say the most important thing that I've learned, and I really learned this from our VP of comms, I think that when you work in the nonprofit space, you are constantly looking for kind of knee-jerk reactions. So you're monitoring what's going on in the news and you want to jump on that bandwagon and make a lot of noise for your cause. But actually in the corporate activism space, you want to take the almost opposite approach, which most companies don't do. They'll see something in the news and they also want to jump on the bandwagon. 
But I think what I've learned, you know, from being at Lemonade is that that's actually quite um, not as genuine as taking a stand and taking a step back and saying, what actually fits with our customers? It would be so easy for us to jump on the bandwagon and put out a tweet, but does that actually really speak to what we do? Does it actually matter to our consumers? Do we, we, do we even have a platform to talk about this cause? Um, and I think Lemonade has actually kind of gone against the grain in that. Like, for example, if you compare, I think it's fascinating, if you compare Lemonade giving trends to US giving trends, we often see that causes that you think are popular are neglected, but we can restore that balance in our give back. For example, last year we gave around 12% to the environment, but actually only 3% of giving in the US alone goes to the environmental causes, which is kind of shocking because you think everybody's talking about the climate. Same goes for LGBTQ+, we donated 10%, only 3.4% of overall funding in the US goes to LGBTQ+, and mental health, we're big funders of mental health, around 12% going to these causes in our give back versus 5% going in um, US giving trends. So I think really learning to not just kind of follow the crowd and listen to our policyholders and think about what what do we as Lemonade care about versus what does everybody else care about has been the greatest lesson that I've learned um, around social impact. That's a great lesson. Just be intentional versus being reactive and just trying to jump yeah. on bag wagons because that, that does happen quite a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, transparency is everything. I really believe that because people Absolutely. can see through through your bullshit. Like, <laughs> No, absolutely. You're absolutely correct. So now I want to go back to your transition from the nonprofit space to the corporate space. A lot of people that listen to this podcast are in that same boat. They're in the nonprofit space and they want to make that transition. They just don't know how. So I'm curious, do you have any advice for people that are in that same boat based off of your own experience? Um, I think the B Corp uh, kind of structure has actually set up a really great outline for people who want to make the jump. So the first thing I did when I was looking for a new job was to Google B Corps, which B Corps were in the space of the, I was living, I am living in Tel Aviv. I was living in Tel Aviv at that point when I was looking for work. So I Googled B Corps in Israel. Um, and that was kind of the first thing that I did because I knew that B Corp really understood what it meant to bring that nonprofit world into the for-profit. So definitely recommend Googling companies that are B Corps because I think that shows, I mean, the B Corp certification is very complicated. <laughs> I think it's around 80, 80 questions. I've done the assessment. We, we recertified in 2019. We had to produce documents supporting our claims about energy use, carbon footprint, waste management. So any company that's taken the steps to become a B Corp is definitely on track and kind of is thinking a little bit like a nonprofit. Um, so yeah, definitely start with the B Corp. Fantastic advice. Okay, last question for you. What is the most meaningful thing about being in the social impact space? The most meaningful thing? Um, real change. I think that it's incredible to see organizations that can create real change. For example, you know, Gun prevention is one of the least funded US causes. Um, we work with March for Our Lives, which is the Stoneman Douglas youth-led organization. We've donated to them two years in a row. Um, and we also took a stance on gun ownership in 2017. 
about ensuring assault rifles. So you can see it's kind of a full picture and to be able to interact with this organization, you know, every month or daily or kind of whenever I need to reach out to them and to donate to them, it shows how we kind of plucked them and, and we said, okay, we're gonna work with this charity, even though they might not be the most popular or the forefront of what's going on right now. And, you know, to see the difference that we can make and that exchanges that we have with these charities. I feel like this year we, we donated over $112,000 to an organization called Women in Need in New York City. We've been working with them since 2017. And when I sent them the donation amount, um, the CEO replied, thank you so much, but are you sure you don't mean $112? And I was like, no, like the lemonade has grown, I'll give back has grown and so has your donation. So that has just, you know, meant so much to me. That is amazing. I love the impact that lemonade is having and its, and its business model and how everything is structured. That's it's just amazing to see the impact. Well, Nina, that is all that I have for you. Thank you so much for joining me. I love learning more about your background as well as Lemonade's social impact. Thank you so much. Honestly, thank you so much for having me. I've had the best time. This episode is brought to you by Social Impact World, the exclusive community for social impact leaders. To learn more, go to www.socialimpactworld.com. I'm Jeremy Brown, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Behind the Impact.